and not food. Today, Tom, in fine living philosophy, is the uh, birthday in 16, no, I'm sorry, 
when marinated with garlic, rosemary, and a bit of tomato. One of the most interesting alternative methods that you've seen for cooking a lamb leg is what the great chef Chris Caragiorgio used to do at La Provence. Now, that's avant-garde because nobody was eating lamb when La Provence was around. Mm -hmm. Well, the first iteration of La Provence, the original one. Actually, that's not even the original one, but, but the one that we know. Uh, he'd cut the bone out from the center with an herbal lamb and stuff it with an herbal lamb sausage. He'd wrap the leg back up again, then roast it, and it comes across as discs of meat with the sausage in the center. That was seriously good. Hmm. The, the beef side dishes, or the best side dishes with lamb leg, are wild rice and roasted potatoes on the starchy side, and mustard greens or broccoli rob for greens. You like cooking those greens in the natural jus that comes from roasting the lamb and some crushed red pepper to add to kick it up just a bit. Mm -hmm. um, do, <laughs> do you remember before we got sophisticated about lamb? And I don't know exactly what point that was because I'm behind the curve and I just started eating lamb and I still sometimes eat it, but not it's not like a go to for me. But um, I remember, I guess back in the 70s, when people were trying to be really sophisticated and they would eat lamb, but they would eat it with mint jelly. Do you remember that? I sure do. That was uh, <laughs> when you were going to... That was when it was lamb. Any a French uh, restaurant at all that had a French name even... Uh, the, you would go to Masson's. You remember Masson's? You, you know what, Tom? Uh, let me stop you right there. Somebody yeah. is trying to send us a menu from the old Masson's, and I want to get it. Ah. I told him to send it. Anyway, go ahead, Masson's. Well, yeah. in its day, uh, Masson's was really quite a quite a spiffy uh -huh. restaurant, and they w sat on uh, lamb loins. They loved them. They talked about them all the time. The sauces they would come up with, almost always French Cooking. Did people order it? Oh, it was the most popular entree on the menu. Was it really? Yeah, it was very, very popular. I don't remember popular. being that gourmet, was it? Well, let me add one more little piece of it. They served these with mint jelly. Yeah. I, and, and that was something that you would see <laughs> so for another... Who got that idea first? Because that's Well, the, the Masson's people. No, but I mean, I remember, I used to be a camp counselor when I was in college. I was a camp counselor in North Carolina for a summer. And I remember uh, walking into the cafeteria and seeing lamb with mint jelly and thinking, oh, they must be joking because it was just not something I would ever eat. It was one of those things that if you didn't have it, you wouldn't you'd have to scotch the whole menu. Well, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like turkey with cranberry. You know, mm -hmm. you can eat it without. But it's sort of like expected but not anymore i mean when did we get past the, the mint jelly thing because not much i mean that's just bizarre but now now lamb has become much more sophisticated and it's roasted with rosemary and garlic and it's it's simmered with a tomato base kind of sauce and it's first of all American farm raised, so it doesn't have that wild gamey taste like it did, and it's good. I mean, it is good. I have to say, mm -hmm. you know, Pardo's serves an incredible looking lamb shank when they have it, and um, and that's like my favorite one to look at. And <laughs> I mean, I do occasionally eat it, but for the most part, it's just like one of those wow dishes that comes through, and you go, 
wow, I ought to get that. And then I go, okay, I'll have a hamburger instead. 504-556-9696 is the number if you want to chat with us about food. We just did one little bit about not food. What we really want to talk about is food. So give us a call, 556-9696. That's us. Uh, Call right now. You'll get right in. And uh, we do this all the time, but the only place in America that does. So we hope to... You've been doing it for 31, almost 32 years now, Tom. 41. No, 31. You figured it out and it's wrong? Yes, today is the birthday in 1934 of Willard Scott, the longtime weatherman on the Today Show, who ate very well in his travels around the world. He said, quote, If I go down for anything in history, I would like it to be that I am known as the person who convinced the American people that catfish is one of the finest eating fishes in the world. Yeah, he was on the Bay, uh, no, the the morning show on NBC, wasn't he? Yes, yeah. yes. Actually, both of those weathermen were um, rotund. And I then remember Al that. And Roker yeah. lost gobs of weight and has kept it off. And it was it was kind of a shock at first to see him when he lost all that weight. And, and it, usually that doesn't last forever, but in his case, it really has. Anyway, catfish, Tom. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. eating fish. Good eating fish around here. I always uh, get as much of it as I can. It's been getting better and better and better. The Des Alamans catfish. <laughs> it, uh, that has made the biggest impact it's of really all. It's really good. Uh, my buddy in the business. Uh, he, Harlan Pierce. Harlan Pierce. Mm-hmm. He, He's getting uh, it and getting it a lot. Getting li- a lot of it. Live, local Des catfish. Des Well, he's sending it over to Zia, which is where you can get really delectable, almost sweet fillets of catfish fried. And um, Vistro Orleans was known for their uh, Des Alamans catfish. They're not currently open, but... um, But I I felt that theirs was kind of gamey. Yeah? I, I don't know... I don't know how you can get a wild catfish that tastes gamey somewhere and does not taste gamey somewhere else. I mean, if it was farm-raised, that'd be one thing. But wild, mm. I don't understand that. Uh, the wild part of it uh, is actually a control that they uh, can get some... Uh, what do you mean control? Uh, well, uh, if, if you have catfish and, and it's wild-caught catfish, yeah. if you were to take that catfish and then work with it a little bit, uh, uh, you could... Marinated. Oh, marinating. Okay, so you think it's a marinade that makes the difference. Or or if you you have some... Yeah, I could see that. And you put one into the other and you just choke it up a little bit and then you take all your recipes that you had planned and away you go. So you think that marinating really does make a substantial difference in the overall uh, taste of a dish? It certainly does on certain things, and that would would really be one of them. Try that. I'm going to try an experiment like they that. They have a couple of little problems to get rid of. What, uh, catfish? Catfish. Not well, they're, always. They're kind, of, they're kind of grisly kinds of things. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit, you know. Um, but the ones that I find that the ones that are at Zia tend to be smaller, which may have something to do with it. Mm-hmm. And the ones at Bistro Orleans tend to be larger. And maybe the smaller catfish tend to be a little bit sweeter. I don't know. I'm going to have to ask Greg over at uh, Zia if he's marinating it before they prepare it. Let me tell you, first of all, uh, if you would like to call us, 504-556-9696 is the number. As usual, we are just going to babble on about food, and uh, if you call us, we'll do that with you. 
Chris Nobles is handcrafting beautiful, beautiful, and I do mean artistic pieces of chocolate in his little shop on Broad Street. If you are looking for a Mother's Day gift, you do have to pre-order and you will have to pick up. They were shipping out of town, but it's too late for that now. Mm -hmm. You can shop online. It's called Piety and Desire. He what, a, is, what a great name. He, yeah, it really is. <laughs> it really is. He is crafting these delicately, and it's a detailed process. He transforms uh, this beautiful, I call it food of the gods, chocolate is food of the gods to me, but it's coming from ethically sourced cocoa beans. And uh, it's, it's roasted, and he is, um, he is crafting it himself in his shop there at 2727 South Broad Street, Suite 102. That's right across. It's in Broadmoor, right across from that old bone Ford building, that very cool building. 4914333 is the number. They are open from 11 to 7, Tuesday through Saturday, for pickup. So get your Mother's Day gift from Piety and Desire. What is it about women, Tom? You remember the uh, famous Danielle Bonneau quote? <laughs> Do you remember it? Uh, yes. Um, You've quoted it to yeah, me Danielle, several times. Yeah. He, um, let me get it exactly Danielle the way Bonneau. he said Danielle one of the great uh, French chefs yes. we ever had in New Orleans. Yes. Uh, and he said, uh, you have lady are good. Uh, love chocolate. La uh, yeah, that's right. Lev, lady, lady love, love chocolate. chocolate. Lady really like chocolate. Really, lady crazy over chocolate. <laughs> lady, lady out of her mind with really chocolate. Back. Ch Tom, really back. It was lady love chocolate. Lady love chocolate. Lady love chocolate. And he's right. We do, don't we? Pietyanddesirechocolate.com. At the very least, have a look at those beautiful works of art and uh, delicious ones too. Mm -hmm. Why not? Uh huh. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Maple Street Cafe is a charming little bistro on Maple Street. Been around oh, twenty five years. One of my favorite. Yes, places. I know it is. It's always been one of your favorites. It's really really cute place, and uh, I it's my favorite Greek salad in the whole wide world. And I haven't had all of them, but I have had them in Greece, and I like the one at Maple Street Cafe better. They mm -hmm. have today, if you, everybody of course has to call in and pick up, but they have specials every single day that are different. You can go to the regular menu, it's Maple yep. Street Cafe Nola, or you can get one of their specials. Today they're mm -hmm. having sauteed catfish, interestingly enough, we were just talking about catfish, with roasted bell peppers and a white wine butter sauce. They have a chicken breast with artichoke and capers. Oyster Suzette, and, and not these are not together. You order them separately. And an Oyster Caesar salad. Glad to know they found some oysters. And cream of spinach soup. Those are the specials for today. But there is a full menu online at MapleStreetCafeNola.com. Call them at 314-9003 to order for pickup later. That's Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. And if you're uh, still looking or, or you, you want something a little ambitious, uh, you know, you, you can get that special menu that they do every day. But on a holiday, it kind of turns around. So you can get that kind of uh, special menu on just a normal day. 
they so, have, uh, and the prices are the, very the affordable. Rate, they are. That is a bargain. That is one of the best bargains in town. I will have to say that. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. You are listening to the Food Show reboot yeah. on WGSO. And for those who have never done this ever, uh, you know, in, in your own little radio gather yeah, gathering world, place, yeah, uh-huh. uh, you, you're certainly welcome here, and uh, we're here the whole time. Yes. And, but you, you know, we, you don't have to wait we're for a, a certain. We're here for you. We're here now, and uh, there you are. We're here for you to give a respite. From everything else out there, well, I hate to mention everything else out there. Care Restaurant Supply has all of the sanitizing equipment Mm. that you could possibly need and face masks. They are open for you to actually come in and shop, observing social distancing, of course. They have a great selection of takeout containers if you are a restaurant. You can get some great takeout Mm. containers from them if you are looking to upgrade your restaurant. While we're in this lockdown, because we're coming out pretty soon, call Billy. He can help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. And not diners, but cooks, home cooks. If you Mm -hmm. are looking for that sous vide machine or something like that to kick up your dining to the next level, Care Restaurant Supply, can. they have an amazing selection of things to help you become a much better home cook. Go see their selection of things for everyone. They're open from uh, 8 to 4 weekdays until the restrictions are lifted. That's weekdays only. Peter Care says it, and it's true. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care Hotel and Restaurant Supplies. You can call them at 482-0294. Why uh, wait till some special day? Get that really special day for for your kitchen. There's everything you could possibly imagine over at the uh, Peters and Tom. Yep. uh, Today, um, the world's biggest swordfish was was caught. Yes, in 1953 off the coast of Chile. Wait a minute. It was at the International Game Fish Association. It was certified at 1,182 pounds. Mm. Wow. Swordfish can occasionally get very big, indeed. They have very few natural enemies. They make shark. uh, Sharks are their only serious threat. Still enough swordfish are caught by fishermen to have depressed the population for a while. It has since come back well enough that you can have swordfish once in a while. You think the price ought to be legislated very high to keep the to, to keep uh, these magnificent fish from being overfished. Uh, you like swordfish a lot. I don't. You, I didn't for a long doesn't time. Impress me that much. Uh, and I don't blame you one bit. Uh, but but uh, for a long time, it was something I wouldn't even try. And no, really? uh, I heard that one of the reasons I gave for this is that uh, it had uh, kind of a, a, a murky sort of... Uh, yes, it's got, it's and, got that fishy I, thing going. And I was also concerned about the fact that uh, the, the fish itself had been de- uh, kind decimated. of like... Decimated was exactly the word I wanted. Uh, and uh, what I, can I say? I'm good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what, uh, what came about it? Uh, w- was uh, a, a better deal than that, and now you found find that 
Uh, swordfish is terrific lately. Every time well, I get it. Maybe it's that lamb thing. It's just we've gotten better at doing something. Yeah, well, or get used to it more, one or the other. Uh-huh. Is it true that we have hanging on our phone a Maroonie over here? It's uh, nothing other than um, um, our friend Ron, the gourmet, uh, waiter. gourmet waiter. Hey, Ron. Good afternoon. How are you all doing? Hey, we are doing great. What I'm doing here is another story. <laughs> okay. Ron? You Ron. were talking about um, catfish. <clears throat> yes. And uh, Des Alamans. Yes. Uh, John Fulce, the famous chef, taught me uh, about best. all that. Mm-hmm. The uh, there was a guy in England named John Law, and he owned a lot of land south of New Orleans. And he was trying to get people to move on to it to increase the value. And the Germans took him up on that and moved down mm-hmm. there. And being notorious fishermen, they began to fish, and they were pulling up these beautiful catfish. So they cleaned them up, brought them to the marketplace in New Orleans, basically the old French market, where, which was primarily an outdoor grocery store back in its time. And mm-hmm. they became so well known for the catfish that they named uh, that area Des Solomons, which means of the Germans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, most of us, a lot of people in New Orleans anyway, do not know or don't pay any attention to the fact that uh, up the river and down the river, too, uh, between Baton Rouge and New Orleans, there were many, many people of German uh Extent. I mean, extent. <laughs> and uh, and they Heritage. not only uh, spoke German, but uh, they they spoke everything else too. They could be Cajuns and the whole thing. And uh, the, if you look at maps from that area, you see it being identified as the German coast. Those words. Uh-huh. And uh, this tells you how much there was behind the the whole German. Uh, Culture coming here. Culture, yeah, that's the word. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, New Braunfels in Texas is a big German population, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of Germans all over. I guess they moved around a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I wanted Mm -hmm. to mention uh, on Tuesday you had a caller, Margaret, uh, and I was listening to the conversation about red beans. Uh, Mm -hmm. We were talking about whether or not you soak them. I do soak my beans for two reasons. Uh, one reason is you never know where the beans have been, and it's nothing like a little little water bath. Just to bathe everybody off one more time, and then toss that water mm-hmm. before I start cooking. Yeah. The second thing is is uh, if you soak them, they actually get softer, and they require less time to cook. And what that means is I don't I don't think I cook out as much of the uh, the vitamins since they don't have to cook as long. And then to make sure that you get as much of that protein as you can. Uh, one of the things that Tom drinks Ron, every day. Ron, 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 you can hold on if you want, but we have a very hard break coming sure, up in I'll about hold. 15 seconds. You want to hold on? Let's just go ahead and let have you hold on because I want to hear what you have to say. WGSO 990, numbers 556-9696 if you'd like to call us. Louisiana Radio Network News, I'm Kevin Barnhart. The Capitol Way have been closed for 49 days, but Louisiana lawmakers were still paid their $161 daily per diem throughout that period. Advocate Bureau Chief Mark Ballard says despite the compressed schedule, legislatures will still collect $14,000 aimed at reimbursing expenses for lawmakers while in session. Ballard says many lawmakers argue that they weren't doing legislative work during that period, even if it wasn't at the Capitol. 
there was a lot of things going on. They were always available to uh, talk and to kind of update us on what was going on. So, I mean, they were working during that time. On a 5-1 to one vote, the Senate Transportation Committee approves a proposal to make it illegal to use a handheld cell phone while driving. Covington Senator Patrick McMath says distracted driving causes numerous wrecks and the phone is what distracts drivers the most. And will continue to cause an issue with wrecks, fender benders, serious injuries, and, and fatalities in Louisiana. McMath's measure heads to the Senate floor, but similar bills have failed to pass in previous sessions. LouisianaRadioNetwork.com This is Governor John Bell Edwards. A new day is coming for Louisiana. I've extended the stay-at-home order until May 15th to give all of us a little more time to slow the spread of the coronavirus so that we can begin to enter phase one. We've made some gains, but we're not out of the woods yet. Your safety is my main concern. I want to get our economy going again and have no doubt that we will. How soon depends on you. Visit coronavirus.la.gov for more information. Thank you and God bless. Hear how Mueller helped Brian with a custom steel building for his business. Here at Gibson Automotive, we're a collision repair. We do body work, paint. We also sell a few cars. My contractor wanted to use Mueller because they were the best. So why wouldn't I use Mueller? This project turned out better than I ever imagined. There wasn't a nut and bolt that didn't fit anywhere it was supposed to. Going with Mueller was one of the best decisions I made in the whole construction. Visit our website today at MuellerInc.com. Ever since the lockdown began, food delivery has risen to a place of high prominence. Our dog wants his treats delivered to him as he stares at us. Even Tom has conceded that gourmet food can still be delicious after it has been delivered to your door. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. Regardless of what happens next, delivery of food is here to stay. Do it with a local company. Do it a lot cheaper than the big guys, Delivery Nola. They deliver everyone who is anyone. Download the app. Go to DeliveryNola.com. That's D-L-I-V-E-R-Y NOLA.com. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180, with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home, and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they seem. Hey, Ron. Is Ron still there? Uh, folks, <laughs> we have a very hard break at two th- at 30, at the bottom of the hour, and, uh, and then at the very top of the hour. But everything else is flexible. So if you're going to call, don't call right before the bottom or top of the hour. Let's go back Absolutely. to Ron, because I was interested in hearing what you were going to say. About the I wanted beans. to let you know that your producer is very professional, doing a great yes, job. Yes, Absolutely. Yes, he is. We were talking yeah, about guy. red beans, and uh, I was just saying I do soak mine. It kind of cleans them up a little bit, and it, it they don't require as long to cook if you uh, right. You know, if you soak right, them because they get all wrinkly and they've done some softening. Yeah. Yeah. The other reason why I enjoyed Margaret's call so much it, on Tuesday is Margaret's actually my mother. 
Oh. And I've been eating Margaret's red beans for over 50 years. Hmm. Well, there's something to be said for that. She was very sweet. She enjoyed her call immensely, and she'll be calling back. Good. So did you learn all of your tricks for cooking from your mom? I watched a lot. I, uh, someone I watched a lot was actually her father, Jefferson L. Smith. He mm. would sit at the table and call out ingredients to my grandmother. Mm. Uh, you know, they, they would be looking at the cookbook, and I remember in St. Francisville where they had a home, and he would always be sitting at the table uh, just calling out items, and, and, you know, they'd be looking at the book and, and just, just sitting there cooking up cooking up awesome things. We had big Sunday dinners in St. Francisville. It was a lot of fun. But, yeah, I, I watched my mother quite a bit. Well, that's how a lot of people learn to cook. And uh, and sometimes if your mom is a good cook, that really works. And sometimes if your mom is not, it doesn't work. So it obviously worked very well for you because you are really, really into cooking and apparently very good at it. So oh, I tell her, call I, us I, again. The, We'd the, love to talk the, to her. Will do. Uh, the the thing, you know, I've said this before. Um, just don't be afraid afraid to go outside of the box. Pull something up on your website, uh, No Menu. Just just if you see chickens on sale, type in chicken in the recipe tab, and it shows you every uh, you know every ingredient you'd need to make to make a chicken dish, and, yeah. and just use that as your shopping uh, list while you're in the store, and go home and do something you haven't done before. Cook that dish. Well, I'll tell you, I made. Uh... I was talking about my propensity to eat garbage, and by garbage I don't mean oh, like actually spoiled things. That's impressive. Although I have pushed the envelope rather closely, but um, we have had just an enormous amount of things in the refrigerator these last few months, and mainly because our daughter has had some sort of fear that things would not be available, and so she's bought a lot of stuff. And then we've done a lot of cooking. I mean, it used to be in this house where there would be condiments in the refrigerator and nothing else, and because we never, ever ate at home, and now we're eating at home all the time. So we have all these leftovers that nobody gets to. So um, she had intended to make a red sauce and had... Um, ground meat that she never did get to but I got to it before it got spoiled and I cooked up some ground meat and then I put it in the refrigerator for her to come back and make the red sauce but that didn't get made either and so um so I this this morning uh, or for lunchtime I took some pasta that I had that Tom didn't finish eating um we had eaten a lot of pasta for something I don't remember and then there was just this little bit left and so I threw that in a pan with the ground meat I took some fresh tomatoes and some fresh basil and I um, had some mushrooms that were sauteed in butter those went in there too and then I tossed that around for a while and put a little olive oil in there and some crushed red pepper and parmesan cheese and it was actually that was really good wasn't it did you like that lunch uh yeah yeah it was uh, the, the 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 pasta or yeah, the, the beans pasta. oh the okay pasta. Right. yeah yeah i thought that it was sounds, really good and uh and so yeah you just have italian. to kind of do whatever mm. you know it sounds like you pulled the italian ingredients out and made some classic italian which i love yeah who doesn't love italian seriously that's a question who does not love Italian food? I, I really would like to know if there is someone out there that does not like Italian food. 
Well, there are probably somebody uh, or somebodies who do, but uh, why should they bother? I think I think uh, our little grandson does not eat spaghetti, which is kind of kind of shocking. But anyway, I can't imagine that anyone does not like the the heartwarming flavors of Italian food. All right, Ron, awesome. thank you for calling as always. You're welcome. Great show. Take care. Thank you. Bye. See ya. You know, there's one uh, one little thing. If I if we've of got course. a second here, yes, we do. Uh, uh, and it's something we have discussed on the program uh, a few times in the past, and it's been a while since I t- uh, talked about it. So mm-hmm. if this if this doesn't take fire, no, go ahead, go away. Uh, we can. That's uh, what see we're doing what, here. Just anyway, talking about food. Go ahead. So we're talking about red beans. Yeah. We're doing everything with red beans that we usually do. In this case, we're we're marinating them in the water. Like so well, many yeah, people use. soaking them. But uh-huh. th- there is something that uh, one of our callers told me about back in uh, 20, 40 years ago. Okay. I, that I know was 40 years ago. Okay. And he said the, the most amazing thing is to have from the little box that you get when you get spices in the supermarket. Yeah. And this one is called Savory. Savory. I'm so <laughs> thankful. For we you. did this yesterday, Tom. Savory, yes. We uh, talked about savory. And, the discovery uh, is well, savory. The, the funny thing about it, and to this day, people have called me up and told me, well, hey, is it true about the uh, about the savory, the the wit? And I say, and no, not only is it, I don't think, a big deal, uh, I, I do it all the time, and I tell you, I haven't really seen anything there. <clears throat> is so, that like herbs de Provence? It is uh, well. It's a little more specific than that, and it's it's a, a a dried bean, and it is often described as specifically a green bean. It will will go to green. Uh, what savory? Then savory, gets ground yeah, up. Is that yeah, right? They make a real big deal, huh. but I can't say I, I've seen it myself. But the people who tell me, they you know they really worked on it. So what huh. do you think, folks? I almost. Uh, I <laughs> I'll tell you what I almost put. Actually, I don't. I don't know what I almost put in the um, in that dish today because I I was thinking that I was going to put oregano in there. You know, I don't like Italian spices in general. As no, no, no. as a thing that is a spice itself, the collection of thyme basil and oregano together in the Mm -hmm. bottle called Italian spices. I don't like those things like that. When I do an Italian dish, I do those individually. I do dried basil, dried oregano, and dried, um, uh, let's see, oregano, basil, thyme and dry thyme, and I put them in separately. And today, I almost, (laughs) I'm glad I really looked at it, because somebody put the oregano top onto what looked like chili powder, or maybe paprika, and and I almost put that in. So I'm glad I noticed it before I put it in. 5569696 is the number. We are talking about, you know, as usual, nothing much at all as long as it has something to do with food. Well, uh, you know, if you have nothing more to talk about 
food from for its... Well, food is uh, uh, plenty to talk mm. about, especially in a city like this. Um, your edible dictionary for today, Tom, is lamb's oh. lettuce. Lamb's lettuce. Which I... No, what is that? Is that a dish or is mosh. that... Tell me. Mosh. Mosh. Ah. Remember mosh, the lettuce mosh that was really hot for a while? Uh-huh, yeah. And the only place I ever see that now, it's M-A-C-H-E, for you people who are not familiar with it, mush. It is, um, it's also, it's called lamb's lettuce. And it's, it's, it's a soft, it's like spinach, only maybe smaller leaves. And I I just find it delicious. And it it had like a great run for a while, but it's really kind of hard to see it. If anyone out there is in the produce business, call us up and tell us, 556-9696, why mosh is not served so much in restaurants anymore. This would apply to a chef, too, because you just don't see it. And and I feel like it had its run, but it should still be around because I, I thought it was great. The only place I ever see it now is at my favorite restaurant in the whole wide world in Los Angeles, Bottega Louie. Hmm. They have a mosh salad, and it's spectacularly good because mosh is really good. But um, you just don't you just don't see it anymore, and I think that's sort of odd. I don't know L- why. L A C H E is that how you say? No, it? Tom Mosh no? Mosh M A C H E Oh Mosh Mosh Okay, mosh, yeah. mosh. same thing yes. but Mosh. Okay. Yes. Anyway, that is also lamb's lettuce, which is why it is in your almanac for today. Ah. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Let me tell you about Casa Garcia. Casa, Casa Garcia. Garcia. Yes. Casa Going Garcia. back to one of the great moments in Mexican cooking in uh, in, in, in Metairie. Kenner is the one I'm thinking. Well, it's of. like right there on the Metairie Kenner line. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, it's a great, charming little place. It's kind of tucked away into the shopping center back there. It's sort of in a corner, and it's just been spruced up under lockdown. But uh, Octavio Garcia from northern Mexico has been serving these flavors that he's familiar with for coming up on 40 years out there. The favorites for the restaurant are the beef, chicken, pork, or shrimp fajitas. Mm. They also have fresh tamales made every day from Mama Sarita, that is Octavio's mother's recipe. They have a pork and a cheese and corn tamale. And, uh, Tom, they also have his mother's flan. Ah, you almost get it without thinking. But what a (laughs) wonderful, wonderful thing. However, they have even... I can do 10 minutes on flan alone. Go ahead, I could. could. But there's something I could go on about... uh, What's that? uh, 50 people. What? Mole poblano. Yes, yes. Mole, Mole is... The word mole... Wait, before you go off on your mole uh-huh. tangent, let me finish talking about Casa Garcia. They're oh, yeah. located okay. at 8814 Veterans Boulevard in Metairie, where Kenner turns to Metairie. Phone number is 464-0854. That is Casa Garcia. All right, go ahead, Tom. Mole. Okay, mole uh, involves a sauce. It's pretty dark, plain. Uh, sometimes... It's got some chocolate in it. It is. Well, it is made with chocolate. Now, you know, chocolate originally comes from Mexico and down there in South America, so that's no big deal for them, putting chocolate in not-so-chocolate right. dishes. Yeah. But uh, there it is. 
and they do some brilliant things with this. It's really kind of designed as an appetizer, sort of. It's hard to really put your finger on it. This but, is one of those dishes that only Tom likes. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I've met a lot of friends. I know, there's, I know there's a couple of dishes through the years, Tom, that were on restaurant menus, and then they took them off, and you asked about it, and they said, Tom, you were the only one who ever ordered it. Uh, that was true I, of, of the lamb at Zia, I think. What was some of the other ones? Uh, it was like Copeland's. It was Copeland's. Yeah? What, yeah. what, what was that? Copeland. They had lamb at Copeland's? Believe no. it or not, they no. did indeed. They did? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. What was uh, well, that? I was there. I, I mean, they, they were, you know, shaking their finger at me. <laughs> and and here's, here's what it was. I... Um, why I, were they shaking their finger, Tom? I was uh, having lunch or uh-huh. with somebody. Anyway, um, one of the two guys that managed uh, Copeland's. Copeland's. Yeah. Uh, we were all talking at around yeah. the, the same table and just shooting the breeze. These were three guys in the in the business, and I'm sort of in the business. And anyway, uh, I we talked about uh, the the. Uh, Lamb. Lamb and the, also the pork, and I think they had beef, too, over at Copeland's. And uh, how is this going? And he says, well, I'll accept this one over here with the with the, the lamb. The lamb. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I said, well, listen, I, uh, I do all I can to keep your uh, lamb on the, lamb menu. On yeah. the menu. And he said, oh, we've, we've <laughs> kept it on the menu, making sure I will never have it on there again. Hey, so there's somebody... Lonely. Well, at least another one of those things. Do you have so, a caller? Somebody just called, and uh, I... Who is that? I was talking myself, so... It, uh, who? Hello. I'm sorry. Tommy? Hello. Hello there. Welcome hey, to the food Tommy. show. Reboot. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Hey, nice was... to have you here. But before we go on, because I, I was talking too much, and I didn't catch your name. Tom. Tom. Oh, Tommy. so we have two guys named Tom. Tom and Tom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same one I called. Tom in here about. to be quiet so the other Tom can talk. Okay. Hi, Tom. Perfect. I actually just have one, two quick things. Talking about right. uh, Casa Garcia, Tom turned me on yeah. to something. Y'all haven't talked about it this week since you've been plugging that sponsor. Yeah. And that's the uh, seafood nachos. Those See, are oh, good. Yeah. Those, that's, I haven't seen those they in years. They do a lot of stuff with seafood there. They have a seafood chimichanga. Yeah. They have the, the seafood sampler. They have the seafood pizza and the seafood nachos. Uh, seafood pizza might be something I'm, I'm be interested in trying. <laughs> yeah. Because mm. uh, Jen, Jen Deuce is in Rivertown, and Kenna, Kenna has an awesome uh, seafood, A seafood pizza. pizza? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh-huh. But, uh, so you like the seafood nachos thing, uh, there? Uh, I don't know if they got nachos. It's an Italian place. I don't know if they no, got no, nachos. No, no, no. I'm talking about at Garcia's. What about them? Yeah, usually you are when uh, something like that. Uh, Marianne, yeah. I didn't get your question. What was your question? Yeah, you you called to mention that you like the seafood nachos at Garcia's. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Thanks. Uh, I would have never known about them if Tom didn't used to talk about them on his on his old show all the time. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, so you want to make but, sure he talks about them this time? Yeah, well, y'all didn't talk about it all week. You've been plugging that sponsor, which you know, which is great. But yeah. you've been talking about the tamales and other things, and I'm like, oh, come on. It's my seafood nachos, man. That's okay. My thing now. All right. Look, see, this is what I asked. When when I told Octavio that I wanted him to tell me what we should talk about, he said, yeah. oh, it doesn't matter. And I said, well, 
they're, what's your favorite, what are the favorite things? And he said, well, the fajitas are really a big seller. And so I said, well, what about the tamales? Because I love tamales. And he said, yeah, those are good. And then I was like, that's all he said. Just, that's just, you know, go ahead. And I said, okay, well. So yeah, Juan is what Tom's going to talk about. That. Like, I can't get past those seafood nachos every time I eat there now. Okay, well, I'm going to try <laughs> In fact, that. I live in Kenner, and I'll all the way to, all the way from what their location. I live in North Kenner, so. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, yeah. anyway, just one other quick thing. Um, sure. Uh, you lost your signal for a little while there, a little while ago. Today? Oh, yeah, yeah it was just, yeah. it was one of those things where you go. Station. I listen to Jeff's show yeah. every morning. It happens all the time. I just want oh. to tell you, listeners, if, for the ones that don't know, when that happens, if you, if you uh, da- download the uh, TuneIn Radio app, you can pick the show right up on your phone. So Okay, good. Thank you. So, All right, y'all have a great afternoon. Love the show. Take care. Thank, Thank you very much for calling. Bye. It's Number- the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. We have everybody here, everybody in the entire, the entire universe. entire world is right here in and, this office. Yeah. Tom and Mary Ann. <laughs> and, and you know well, what's uh, kind of surprised me is that, what's that? At, at the end of the time during which I have to keep talking, yapping, yapping, one after, yeah. uh, at, the, at any pause at all that I do that, I uh, must then immediately eat something. Oh, wow. Okay. No, I don't think that's really like a true. a reflux thing? Okay. Yeah. 504-556-9696 is the number. If you would like to join us in our little blather fest here about food, I can tell you first before we go back to that, that yeah. uh, Terra Nova Supret is some place that you should go visit. What? For sure. Terra Nova oh, 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 Supret oh, yeah. is a place to go visit for sure. If you are missing the fact that there are real butchers nowhere today except you not know, many you just don't see like a, a little place where you can actually talk to the butcher and i know that big supermarkets have them but you have to you know ring a bell and all that but you can talk right to benny and his son anthony back in the back of terra nova's where they are doing real butchering and um they have apparently great meatballs which i was not aware of until somebody mentioned that yesterday so i'm gonna have to check that out but I like something that's not being made right now, and she What's told that? me not to talk about it. No, she said she's not ready to do it again. But you like the yeah. sausage, which is, in your opinion, the best around. So I love they're sausage. making their own sausage back there, several different kinds, and it changes up every day. And this is it's at Terra Terranova. Terra Nova. Oh, on great. Esplanade, right there at Grand Route St. John. They have the greatest artichoke dressing. That is made from really premium Italian cheese. You can definitely tell the difference in both the the texture, the mouthfeel, and the smell and the taste when you have a great Italian cheese. And that's what's in the artichoke dressing. If you want a little chicken, because they only do the small chickens, with stuffed with the um, it, artichoke dressing, you'll have to call and order them special. But they pretty much always keep that artichoke dressing inside of a pork roast back in the butcher case. That is Terra Nova Superette on Esplanade at Grand Route St. John. 5569696 is the number. We're Hi. talking about uh- food. I'm not moving in on here, <clears throat> excuse Please me, do, but ahead. I am uh, asking do. this question uh, since you were talking a bit uh-huh. on uh, on the butcher company. 
but as long as we're talking about those people, uh, what are your favorites? What's your which of them are your favorites in the uh, cuts uh, of meat? You mean cuts men, locally done, so that when you go to the store, there's a guy there who's having a conversation with you, and if you ask him a question about something, he actually knows the answer, and uh, a real pro, the kind that we used to know. Right. Uh, and the one I'm thinking of is a, a man who lived right across the street from my mother and, and all of us. In fact, it was, uh, and, uh, he we, was a butcher? it was a butcher. It was uh-huh. a little, little, uh, shop there. Uh-huh. My, uh, is it my, still there? my mother, no, uh-huh. my mother uh, said, okay, here's what I want. Uh-huh. And then this, the, the butcher would walk across the street cause we lived right across the street and he would go in there and he'd. He wouldn't even make a phone call. He would uh, have this delivery. Uh, Why would he go uh, delivery the street? He wasn't, he wasn't knocking on the door saying, do you want some meat, was he? Pretty much is where it went. But he, this guy, uh, I remember even as long ago as it was, we're talking about five and six years old for me. Yeah. And uh, that it was never as good as anything I've had since then uh, yeah. from those well, that's days. Just, that's why I'm saying. That's why I'm saying that Terra Nova is the kind of place you would get that kind of thing, where you could go talk to them right over a counter yep. and not yell at them in the back from like a major store. Mm-hmm. You talk to them right over the counter and get exactly what you want. That is a kind of hard-to-find, somewhat lost yep. art that is. is still available if you look for it, and uh, that's why we're telling you where to find it. Tommy, the old kitchen sage says, I love when the old kitchen sage speaks up. Oh, do you now? Hmm. Well, <laughs> go right really, ahead. but I enjoy playing it's, with it. <laughs> it's free. You can have it <laughs> for nothing. Doesn't, why doesn't anyone make a roast leg of lamb poor boy sandwich? That's something you don't see very much. Uh-huh. Very, uh, hardly at all, ever. Doesn't that seem sort of sort of pedestrian for lamb. What? A poor boy. A poor boy? No, I think poor boys if if they knock your ways it's, off your your It's almost your... insulting to think of a lamb poor boy. Really? Hmm. I think. Oh, all right. I mean maybe I'm seeing part of it that I you, mean... <laughs> you do and I don't. Well no, I mean actually if you talk about if you talk about a poor boy it has all of the ingredients of something wonderful. It has bread, meat, dressings on it, you know, lettuce, pickles, tomato, condiment. And these flavors, when they're put together, are kind of sublime. So it makes sense, but it just seems like it's just, it's just a sandwich, and it's kind of a, a low-down sandwich. And... Lamb, I think most people just think of lamb as such a sophisticated thing. That's probably why no one has ever done, to my knowledge anyway, a lamb poor boy. Well, you know, you can do, and not many people do it, but to make a a poor boy uh, out of... uh, Maybe that's one of those things, Tom, that you would have been told you're the only one who eats it. Oh, it could be. <laughs> if you I, had gone I, to some place who had actually that. put it on a menu because you were talking about it, and then about a year later you went back there looking for it, and then they said, we don't have it, and you said, why not? And they said, because you were the only one who ever ordered it. Yep. That sounds like a scenario that would definitely would have happened. Mm-hmm. 
a lamb poor boy. I think most people should just eat a lamb shank. Well, listen to this. If if I were to make a uh, a pork uh, side, sort of like a fillet style, you can do that. You know, there is a a, there is a fillet mignon inside the pork. You just cook Uh it differently. Is that that double cut pork chop thing? That's one way of doing it. Uh Anyway, you get in there and you slice it real thin like that, and then you have something that comes across pretty well, looks like a filet mignon, what you made with pork. It's pretty good. You know, getting back to Casa Garcia, that's on their menu. Is it? They have like a big, thick 14-ounce pork chop roasted. I'll bet you they do. That's exactly the kind of food they would have there. Yeah, and I I thought that was kind of odd to see that on a Mexican restaurant's menu, but they do have a roasted 14-ounce pork Mm. chop on the grill menu. I hear we have to go back there. We haven't been music there is coming in. We haven't been there in, in a something. while, uh, and we have to go back there again yeah. soon. We will return with more of the food show. I don't think so. No no, 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 not yet, not yet. Tom, let me just. Well, we'll just, never know just, until. Uh, let me just do the clock, okay? <laughs> well, here's the end of the hour. Yeah, well, not, not quite yet, not quite yet, Tom. Not quite yet. Yeah. Anyway, the number is 5569696 if you would like to call us and chat with us about food. Tom, you know, like the old show where they would they would have it in the background and then finally we would have to shut up. Well, we don't really have to shut up until just yeah. not quite yet. 15 okay? seconds. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I just want to tell you that if you would like to chat with us, the number is 556 9696, and I can very quickly read something fun from your almanac. Uh, the Chattanooga Choo Choo started, uh, the song was recorded this day in 1941. That was the silliest song. I'm, have to, I'm sorry, I have to say that. WGSO 990, it is three, 3 o'clock. Yes. Hey, this is Adam Schubert. Join me on the bench Sunday nights at 7 p.m. here on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. November 1st, 2017, to making false statements to the FBI during an interview on January 24th, 2017. The decision comes after the Justice Department found FBI documents that shows FBI investigators tried to entrap the former aide to President Trump. Vice President Mike Pence is highlighting the Trump administration's efforts on personal protective equipment. This is uh, one installment of, uh, of deliveries that will go uh, from FEMA to 15,400 nursing homes across the country. The vice president traveling to the health care facility in Alexandria, Virginia, to help unload boxes of PPEs. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Hand sanitizer is not an option. It's now a must-have. But where can you find it? Online at 2020safe.net. The highest quality hand sanitizer that destroys microorganisms and prevents transmission of pathogens. Now available in a one-liter bottle with a bonus at 2020safe.net. When you order a one-liter bottle of our high-quality hand sanitizer, you'll receive a 30-count bottle of Immune Booster, a $14.95 value, free by using code GCN at checkout. 2020safe.net offers many natural products to help support health and help you live a more fulfilled life. From germ zapping hand sanitizer to immune building nutraceuticals to natural stress, anxiety, and sleep aids. 2020safe.net has what you need in stock today. Just click 2020safe.net. That's 2020safe.net to get our one liter bottle of high quality hand sanitizer with your bonus free 30 count bottle of immune booster. Remember to enter GCN at checkout and the bonus is yours free. Go now to 2020safe.net. The FDA.
FDA is removing approval for more than 60 mask manufacturers out of China after finding they were not performing to standard. They found that instead of filtering 95% of particles in the air, they were only capturing about 20% of them. The singer-songwriter who fronted Bag Company for years has died. USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes has the details. Brian Howe died Wednesday in Florida at 66, reportedly of a heart attack. He had replaced Paul Rogers as the lead vocalist for Bad Company in 1983. He did most of the writing for the band's album Holy Water in 1990, the most successful album for the group, helped along by the hit If You Needed Somebody. Howe left Bad Company in 1994 for a solo career, but it never reached the level of his success with that band. And for USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. You're listening to USA Radio News. Working from home? I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bells. Here are some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide-and-seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. Or better yet, try a power walk on your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at umove.com, spelled Y-U-Move.com. Hundreds of Denny's restaurants are getting federal loans from the Paycheck Protection Program. The program is intended to help small businesses stay afloat during the pandemic, but has exceptions for hotels and restaurant chains. In a filing this week, Denny, though, is saying that over half of their roughly 1,600 franchises have received loans. Jason Westoff is the CEO of Cousin Subs, and one of the things we discuss is companies and, and organizations like the Los Angeles Lakers getting approved for PPP loans. Beautiful night coming to you, and it's going to be a clear sky overhead. Early morning temperatures will bottom out in a number of spots, 50s, some spots only near 60. Throughout the day tomorrow, it's a sunny afternoon, a beautiful day, 70s. Tomorrow night, fair skies again, lowering down to 50 to near 60. Fair early start to Friday, clouds late in the day. Overnight thunderstorms Friday night could become strong and severe. We're back to dry weather Saturday and a beautiful afternoon Mother's Day Sunday. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Are you receiving unemployment insurance benefits in Louisiana? Because of the large number of people applying for benefits, we're working to make online process faster. Using the last number of your social security number, here's when you can file. Zero through three, file on Sunday. Four through six, Monday. Seven through nine, file on Tuesday. Wednesday through Saturday is open to all social security numbers. You must file for recertification every week. Thank you for helping LWC help you. All right, we are back on the air. It's Morris's Tom and Marianne, and we are talking about food, except Tom is bellowing about Goodbye Columbus. All right, Tom. You ever see that movie? Goodbye Columbus. It's a movie. I know. I don't it's know a great movie. It. Terrific movie. Is it? What's it really it about? is. What's it about? Uh, it's uh, it's, it's hard to say. Age. It sounds like a coming yeah, of age kind of thing. That's pretty much it. Okay. You, you've, you've managed Nailed to get it. Yeah. Yes. 556-9696 is the number. Henry wanted to ask you a question, Tom. Oh, already? Already. Henry? Can no, you believe it? No, he's not it? a caller. He's the producer. Oh, the producer. Yeah, he wanted to ask. Producer. Yes. Uh, Henry? 
Hello. You there? Is that right? Yeah, here I am. Absolutely. So I am making some gumbo today. Oh, uh, one of my good favorite things to make. And I was mm -hmm. wondering, Tom, do you have an opinion? Yeah. Because I've been told this by several people that you can't make gumbo once it gets too hot. Is that? Do you believe that? Uh, yeah, that is true. Well, uh, it by it's particularly uh, a bad problem if uh, it's just uh, you know like a, a, a small batch of it. Uh, and then uh, it, it gets burned out. I don't like it at all. Uh, it, it, in fact, I'm on the verge, if I do a, a seafood gumbo mm -hmm. where a certain amount of green gumbo gets in there because I know it's going uh, to get burned a little. And I know like that. And on the other hand, when you do it with the sausage and the andouille and the creole, everything, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, that will bring all the the heart and the muscle into the recipe for that uh, gumbo and i think you you'll have a much nicer thing but this really is only about uh your taste do you like the gumbo green gumbo or do you like the uh brown gumbo if people have completely different ideas about that are you talking about green gumbo being the one with a lot of okra in it uh, it has a lot of okra it has hmm. uh, other things too you uh, uh, green onions and other onions that you have, right? Green uh, sources. Yeah. You're not talking about gumbo zarb, are you? Not. Okay. Uh, it would w it would work well for that, but that wasn't exactly okay. what I had in mind. Okay. Mine. Yeah. Because were you talking about seafood gumbo or chicken andouille gumbo? Chicken andouille gumbo is that's its own animal. Mm -hmm. uh, but basically, to me, you have two gumbos. You you the one of them. Uh, it is. Uh, made with uh, these things that you just mentioned a, a minute yeah, ago, uh -huh. mm -hmm, uh, the mm -hmm. okra and all the rest of it. And that, it's more delicate. Uh, it is cooked at a lower temperature. You don't cook it as long. And then the one that has the really about ready to pop you one mm -hmm. uh, of the uh, sausage, uh, the pork, uh, any loins you may have, mm -hmm. you know, like some big... Uh, uh, so what about that one? Hmm? What about that one? I just cook a little longer. Oh, I see. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, I think longer, I don't know why I, I more herbs. Eat gumbo Smoke. right now. It seems like a it seems like a vichyssoise kind of <laughs> weather or uh, some kind of lighter. Yeah. It, it is a mm -hmm. little I mean, hot getting for into gumbo. really hot <laughs> It is a little we hot. Yeah. Well, the, the, the other day, which was very disappointing. The crazy thing lately mm -hmm. has been that it's uh, really dark and and uh, smoky in the morning, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's uh, and then the uh, yeah, uh, green gumbos are down at the bottom, which is has been funny because yeah. the the temperatures lately have been at 61 been, in the morning and you know, been, 96 in the dinner. They've been in the 80s, but that's been kind of good. Uh, Tom, yeah. it's also um, it's also a great time for barbecuing. That's true. It is a great time for barbecuing. With one Anytime exception. is a good time for barbecuing, actually. If I'm doing a, a barbecue, smoky b barbecue, uh, like a filet part of that or a or a, a, a loin mm -hmm. of uh, pork. We're about ready to do your favorite, Tom. You'll get uh, this. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. I'll, hang on a second, whoever's. Uh, <clears throat> wait, do we have a caller? Uh, but uh, no, no, okay. we, I, okay. I don't think there's anything right. urgent. So um, we're about ready to do your favorite thing, Tom. I My know favorite? 
thing. I dumb know butt. how you oh. love. Yeah. Smoking Boston butt. Smoking Boston yes, butt. Yes, over well, the I love years. That. Over the years. Tom and I have had many a discussion. That's what the kids put quotes around um, about smoking Boston butt because we've had a big green egg for a really long time and it's seen many wonderful hours of service for the Fitzmorris family. Yeah, well, uh, and we, then we stopped cooking totally and now it's back again because yeah, we're living here because no one's going anywhere because we're living yeah. here. So we're eating in the kitchen and it's been wonderful, actually. And uh, so for all of these times when we did the Big Green Egg, I, mm-hmm. would, I would ask Tom to do pulled pork. And he would yap and whine about how it took, what, two days or whatever it was that you, that you said to try and get out of it. But the truth of the matter, it, it does take a long time to do a good pulled pork. And, uh, but you know what, Tom, I hate to break it to you that uh, Mary Lee has purchased a pulled pork and out of pulled oh, pork, she has purchased that? a Boston butt, which is coming your way at some point this week. We're going to fire yeah. up the big green egg and do that. But let's, let's start out with a commercial for Basil's, which is where you will find all of this equipment for outdoor cooking. Mm-hmm. We're partial to the big green egg because we've had one for so long. But Traeger is coming out with all kinds of new grills in different sizes with bells and whistles and things like that. So they have a full line of that. They also have a full line of Weber grills. They have all the supplies. If you're looking for pellets, that's a big thing right now, the, the kind of grills that you just sort of set and walk away from. They have a full line of pellets. They have propane. They have charcoal. They have accessories, um, grilling rubs. Anything that you want for grilling, you will find at Basil's Ace Hardware in Metairie at 4419 Transcontinental. That phone number is 888-8588. They are open now from 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. And they just want you to remember what they really believe, which is their slogan. And it's absolutely true. Yeah. Great cookout. Start with the right hardware. Well, Basil's Ace Hardware. Yeah, I was uh, moving in that direction and uh, I was expecting you to appear. So uh, great, great to have you here. The uh, that uh, that pork you're talking about, the uh, the Boston the, butt, the Boston butt yep. uh, to me, you're looking at. Uh, s- five smokings, uh-huh. uh, and that's about how many I use. And uh, I I get a, it pretty much done while uh, we're in the dark. Well, you start and, it out sometimes in the dark, and then it gets and, and then it goes on forever. You've you've said before that it's like a twelve-hour process. Yeah, I hour and a half. I don't, you, I don't know if I I go along with that, but it does take a long time. I will give you that, Tom. It does take a long time. And it works. It's wonderful. I mean, I it's love a, it's a little work. I love pulled pork, but it's uh, it does take a bit of work. I will say that. I will concede to you that it does take a bit of work. Pelican Club, if you are not looking to grill on Mother's Day, has a wonderful Mother's Day brunch. Mm-hmm. It is a, a substantial menu, unlike what you know a lot of people do when they have these limited menus. They have. Their four appetizer menu with things like their crab ravigotte, they have shrimp salad, crab cakes, they have their Korean ribs, entrees like barbecued shrimp with cheese grits, 
They have um, <clears throat> they have their panade gulf fish, and they have been doing fried chicken, which is I'm sure fantastically good. Short ribs with wagyu beef. Is this Harry from Roasted Duck? Wait a minute, that Lawrence. can't be. We have a caller. Wait, say it again. Wait, we have a caller. I'm not I'm Harry. Okay, well yeah. let me just finish yeah. this real quick. Harry for yeah, Gary. Okay, let me, Gary. Okay, let me just finish this real we'll, quick. We'll we'll get this sooner. Or we later. have they have four desserts: chocolate white chocolate bread yeah. pudding. They have um, bourbon pecan pie, coconut cream pie, and a lemon olive oil cake with strawberries. And uh, you can order this for your Mother's Day dining from the Pelican Club. That phone number is 523-1504. For pickup, the time on Sunday is between 11 and 4 p.m. That's the Pelican Club. All right, let's go to the caller. All right, why not? Let's see. We were uh, talking it? with Harry, I think. Harry, is still there? No, it's Gary from Lake. Gary. Okay, I will get it sooner or later. <laughs> Welcome to our show. Finally got right. here and uh, uh, easy to do. Yeah, we need a translator. Hi, Gary. <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah, it's been a while since I've called in. I've called in several times over the year, but not frequently. But oh, yeah. um, well, yeah, I was driving between Mississippi and Bay St. Louis, and I heard Tom talking about a smoking Boston butt. And yep. uh, then I got a lot of interference. So was he talking about an old girlfriend or something? A what? <laughs> oh. Were you talking about an old That's girlfriend? Different. I had a little interference when, on my radio. Uh, no. Something about a no. smoking Boston butt. I don't think so. <laughs> All right. But uh, uh, anyway, what I would like to say you, about the, Whereabouts do you live? He's on his way to Mississippi. Uh, well, ahead, Mississippi. Right now... Right now, I have a business in uh, Lakeview on Canal Boulevard, the music school, and we're not allowed to open right now. So I have a place out in Bay St. Louis, which is uh, a lot better if you're just going to be staying in the same spot. So yeah. I have a place in Bay St. Louis. Wow, you'd stay busy. Did you have a, seri- did you have a huh? serious question, or did you just call up to tease him about that? Um, <laughs> no, I wanted to comment on the gumbo that you were talking about, and then since it's Mother's Day, I wanted to give a little quick story about my mom and her cooking and all that. Um, when it comes to gumbo, I'm a former uh, gumbo cook-off judge from Sal LaFouche, so that's got to be a little bit of, you know, credentials right there. But it's all yep, about that's true. How, how much portions you have. You see, if you have a big old 9-12 shrimp in your gumbo, it's just not right. You know, it has to be the right size. And then many mm-hmm. times, just, just because people have a lot of crab meat because they went crabbing, does, does not mean to dump the whole mm-hmm. thing in the, you know? When I, when I take yeah. a spoonful, I don't want a whole spoonful of meat, you see? So I always thought that it has to be the right amount, and the oysters have to be little tiny ones, and that's what makes the gumbo to me. Oyster, little oysters? Yeah, he likes and, little yeah. oysters. And you're, you're doing this on a pit? No, no, he's... <laughs> You have to drag Tom on. Okay, Tom's still back at Tom's still back at the barbecue bit. No, he's talking about gumbo, Tom. He's talking about gumbo. Yeah. Wait a minute. What did you say? He's talking about gumbo and how you shouldn't have too much seafood in a gumbo. You should have a a proper amount of liquid versus stuff in it. Yeah. I I and small portion, the right portion. Yeah. Is there ever such thing though? Is there ever I, I I don't know. Is there such a thing as too much crab meat? 
Um, yeah, well, sometimes when you when the whole spoon is full of it, yeah, it's too much. <laughs> but it, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure All right, I'm just playing you with know. you now, Gary, yeah. but I don't know. It's hard for me to think of, of All right. crab meat. Now, the last thing, I would like your opinion on some of the question. Um, after a little quick story, and I'll hang up and listen after that. Oh, take right. your time. We're always okay. we're here to talk to you. All right. Well, my mother is a five-star chef, and she yeah? always just really give it her all. She would make roses out of tomatoes. Everything was about the presentation. Oh, wow. And then over time, I realized that I better find out how to do this because I don't cook at all. So mm. I finally went to my mom. She's in a nursing home right now. And she said, here is the secret, Gary. She says, there really isn't a secret, but what you have to do, you find the recipe that you like, and then you follow that recipe down to the last letter. And she said, the very moment you don't have an ingredient and you have to substitute or you didn't cook it long enough, that's where everything goes wrong. He says, that's the difference between a great cook and an average one, because you do it exactly like it says. So it's not that I have to study for 10 years to, to cook right. You just have to be there paying attention. And I want to know if you agree with that, and I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, right. pretty much that's the way things go. You, you, you have to pay attention to everything you're doing, and uh, some things you can get away without it. But uh, for me, I'm sitting there watching every square inch and every movement, movement at all to make it come out good but it sounds like you've got it all figured i don't know so i don't know you, 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 yeah i'm gonna disagree with that oh uh, do you have any problems with your cooking <laughs> see i don't think so but oh well okay there's think, my point exactly I think, uh it's i think it's um i mean i don't really pay that much attention to recipes no? oh i mean i, I oh you I make them up as you go that, yeah, yeah no that's the way to do too you know you yeah, I think you, it's an individual thing. I think if you have a lot of confidence in your cooking, yep. Now maybe maybe you have a lot of confidence in your cooking and it's not good. You know that's mm-hmm. possible too. Yeah. But um, but you know that little thing that I made for lunch today pleased me greatly, and um, and it was just like a whole bunch of stuff thrown into a pan. So I don't know. I think that's an interesting argument to have with people. You, you five, know five, six, nine, six, nine, six, if you want to weigh in on that. All of this uh, kind of swings on whether the people who are cooking with you, uh, whether they are worthy or uh, forget. To, worthy. Well, yeah, take that out. That's that's a mistaken. Uh, no, if, you, if the, the people you are hanging out with, uh, do you have uh, some abilities to get great talking food out of you you know yeah i think um i think you know what i think i think that if you are happy with what you're eating and the people that you are with are happy with what they're eating then there's no problem at all i get it no snow at all that's basically it Five five six nine six nine six. New sponsor that we are delighted to have. Yeah? Oh, Mimi's who's that? Mimi's in Chalmette is no open as of Tuesday. Char grilled oysters. It's not that easy to find people willing to do char grilled oysters. Obviously, Drago's is doing them and great. But uh, down in the parish, Mimi's in Chalmette is doing them and they are really good. 
and they are going through a lot of them. So if you are craving char-grilled oysters, which Tom is kind of addicted to, and I don't know, I, I don't know how you've made it these last couple of months, Tom, with just an occasional oh, hit it's been from tough. Drago's, but Mimi's has them, and um, and you should go and get them if you are into char-grilled oysters. Mimi's is located at 712 Judge Perez Drive. The phone number is 644-544-4992. You can go to Mimi's. Bar and Grill, Mimi's Bar and Grill with and an Steakhouse, e. too. The yes, I'm going to tell you about the steak special in a second. But you can go there and see what they have on the menu. They have the char-grilled oysters. Their specials for tonight are roast chicken with garlic mashed potatoes and veggies served family style. Four for $44. Family style for four. That's $44. It also has a house salad with it. And it is always and ha always has been steak knife steak night on Thursdays at Mimi's. It is still steak night, even in these weird times. Their steak special, this is for two. You choose two steaks from a ribeye or a filet, garlic mashed potatoes for two, a house bottle of wine, $59.95 for a steak special. That's pretty incredible. They are open lunch 11 to 2 and dinner 5 to 8. That is Mimi's in Chalmette. Go that see is, them. Nice, nice people. Uh, you, I know you didn't ask me, but I'm going to ask you uh, or tell you. Uh, I think that that is without question the best yeah, uh, ever. food mm -hmm. in the Hester, in the Hester, mm -hmm. uh, history, history yeah. of uh, that restaurant in, in Chalmette. Yeah. They knocked them yeah. out. It is terrific. Yeah. And if you've never been there before, put it on your list because it, the, the price you'll see will strike you for a few seconds as being wow that's the, the, the i've never spent this well you you think about it for a minute and you realize what a, a what a value. bargain it yeah. is it's, it's incredible it's and the quality value. of everything they use is right on the yeah. money so uh, anyway it's mimi's it's a funny little name m i m i there's a little curve in the uh uh judge perez Ju judge okay. perez thank you mm -hmm. and when it's coming out of that little curve there just look you at it. You can't miss it. You you'll see it. it. It's, yeah, uh, you can't miss and it. Then, uh, These are people who, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm always amazed at people, like everybody wants to be in the restaurant business. And uh -huh. I think it's really easy to be in the restaurant business. And so they go into the restaurant business and they realize a year later when they're closing that, wow, the restaurant business is kind of tough. It's tough. So these are two people who were in, I think, maybe the flooring business, but have like the magic touch because it happens a few times. Rum House is a good example where you just like everything comes together and they just happen to be kind of brilliant at this. Okay. So these two people, first of all, Chuck and Rayanne Williams um, are incredibly hospitable. I mean, they're just really likable people, but, um, in addition to that, they have a great instinct for hiring a fantastic chef. Lincoln is his name. And uh, they had a tremendous amount of, of success putting out great food in Chalmette, and we are delighted to have them as a sponsor of this show. Anyway, Mimi's in Chalmette. Go see them. 556-9696 is the number. All right. If we don't have another caller, I'm going to talk about one more place. Tony right. Mandina's. 
Oh, a great new addition to your menu. Has it opened yet? Yeah, they're open for takeout. They have a great little takeout menu. Go see it online. Good job. uh, That's a winner. Yeah, TonyMandinas.com. This is a a really, um, it's it's a terrific Sicilian-Italian place on the West Bank, and there's not a lot of great restaurants on the West Bank, but this has been around since the 80s, and that will give you an idea. It has survived all of the disasters that have befallen the West Bank uh, in terms of oil busts and things like that, uh, and that's because it's really good. It's, um, it's Sicilian-Italian, and they have their own olive oil and their own wine that comes from Sicily, because they have roots that go back to the 1700s there. Tony Mandina's is located at 1915 Pratt Street in Gretna. The phone number is 362-2010. There is a red gravy that they sell all around town, and I have yet to taste it because everywhere I go, it's sold out. So I, at some point, I'm going to get to taste this red gravy, but it must be pretty pretty great because there's all these other ones on the shelf, and that one's always sold out. So yeah. uh, it's it's a bottle. I, I've seen the bottle. It's got red gravy scribbled on it, and uh, it must be really good is all I can say. That's Tony Mandina's on the West Bank. Go see them. Call for pickup. They have a great, I think it's like a two-for-one meatball special for pickup, and uh, you should definitely check that one out. 556-9696 is the number. All right, Tom, I'm going to go... You know what I I was looking at over the weekend? What's that? uh, I've discovered by mistake uh, a a combination of of, uh, uh, the kind of spices that you can buy in a supermarket... And you can also buy different other kinds of uh, additions, like the sauce put in a jar. Like uh, Tony's over there, he Tony has it. Yeah, he can just give you that. Yeah. And uh, uh-huh. well, you have to pay for it, but it's. Uh, oh, you can buy it at the restaurant, is what you're or, or to that say. too. Yes. And I'm yeah, thinking, so you can get some at the restaurant. Well, my thought is to to go looking around the city and find out who might have the best of those sauces in, in jars what ready to go. What a wonderful challenge to yeah, figure well, out who's got the best red yeah, sauce. I yeah. love red sauce. And they they vary wildly, for sure. Yeah. All right, Tom, well, I'm going to throw out another one of your deft... It's not... So, you, Tom, you have you have a deft dining rule. A deft dining rule? D-E-F-T. A deft dining rule. And then you have just a dining rule. What's the difference in a deft dining rule oh, and a dining rule? If you're deft, you know what you're doing. <laughs> okay. And if you're not, you're just doing it? Is that it? Uh, so here's your just plain rule. This is a plain dining rule. Is here. that on this here? It's in your almanac for today. In your oh. plain dining rule number 902. Oh, I don't know. A restaurant offering a lamb's lettuce salad can be counted upon to have excellent vegetables across its menu. True. Uh-huh. That's absolutely true. Uh, I have no uh, idea. <laughs> no, no, okay. I've got the... For some the, reason, Tom is having I've a got, mental block about mosh. I've got... Well, it, it's... Uh, mosh is delicious. And that is a true thing. Tom, a lot of times I do not agree with your rules. Well, who would, who would expect that? I never listen to them, but I never, and I often don't agree with them. But in this case, I yeah. absolutely... Well, you know what? Yesterday I did, too. Yesterday I did as well. I have to look that one up, but I, I remember agreeing with that one, too. But this one I do. Because mosh is such a premium 
wonderful lettuce that yeah. if you're yeah. buying mush, then you're probably buying really good stuff across the board. But you can't Could see be. mush anymore. So anybody who's in the produce business, we ought to, uh, give us a call. On the because, next program, we ought to. Because I want to hear why it's we not We ought to talk anymore. about this. Okay, we will talk yeah. about it. Yeah. You're listening to WGSO 990, do, do, and do, we have do, to take bum, a break. Bum. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Jeff Palermo. The coronavirus pandemic led to a 49-day suspension of the legislative session, but state lawmakers still received their $161 daily per diem. The story was first reported by the advocate's Mark Ballard, who says the $14,000 per lawmaker regular session per diem payment is supposed to supplement lawmakers' $17,000 base salary and cover the cost of travel, lodging, and food. And that's what the per diem is supposed to be for, is to uh, you know help pay expenses while they're in Baton Rouge for sessions. But if they weren't in Baton Rouge, why were they getting paid? The bottom line is, is that it's in the Constitution, they legally have to get paid. I'm Matt Doyle. Today at the state capitol, the House Labor Committee rejected a bill requiring most businesses to provide paid sick leave for all of their employees. Abita Springs Republican Larry Freeman voted against it. I'm just not in favor of the government mandating and dictating to employers and businesses that they have to provide this. Louisiana Radio Network. This is Trace Atkins for the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Growing up in Sarepta, I could see the value of agriculture every time I left the house. Whether it was timber going to the paper mill or cattle in a pasture, I knew the farmers, ranchers, and landowners were keeping my hometown on the map. And the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation helps keep them in business. So join the Farm Bureau today. Become a member at lafarmbureau.org or call your parish Farm Bureau office. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. The great American outdoors are right outside your back door. Get a great deal on a great tool when you save $20 on the tough and dependable Steel MS-170 Chainsaw. Shop online, pick up at any of over 9,000 local steel dealers. Find yours at stihldealers.com. Offer valid for a limited time at participating dealers while supplies last. See dealer for details and consult state local guidelines for availability of promotional products and pricing in your area. I get misty just holding your hand. What? Are we? Yeah, we're, we're back. back. Yeah, okay, we're back. All right, so Tom, uh, today in, let's see, let's look at this. Today is the uh, patron, the patron saint of Split Croatia, was born. His name was I can't even say this. Saint, saint Juhe, the Bishop of Salona, now in Croatia. This would be in the third century, so you're reaching back pretty far in your almanac. Uh, he, he is from Split Croatia, from which most of the Croatian immigrants living in the New Orleans area come. Many famous restaurants can trace their ancestry to the area around Split, Drago's, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, Crescent City Steakhouse, Bozo's, and Juglasic's among them. Yes, Split, Croatia. That's not the hot place, though. Split is like, um, there's some island there now that's really, really become hot, and it's, um, it's close to Split. But I didn't realize that Ruth's Chris, who, oh, Ruth, what was, it's not Ruth that was Croatian, right? It was Chris Matalich, right? Was Chris Matalich, yes. and, and okay. before that, there was uh, 
their uncle or their uh, grandfather or something like that. I, I don't have the details with that. But if you were to get a hold of one of those Ruth's Chris Steakhouse books about uh, about the, uh, that family, which is fascinating, by the way, uh, you will no really it's fantastic. No, it is. It absolutely is. I'm just laughing because there's there's a lot of New Orleans characters out there. there Let's certainly just is. leave it at that. A lot yeah. of New Orleans characters. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Today is the uh, day that let's see. I don't know if she was born today or what. Um, Donna Rice, the woman who uh, brought down the Gary Hart presidential candidacy, is in here. For those of you who are unfamiliar with or wonder why that would be in something that we're talking about, Tom does an almanac every day. And um, if you have a name that is somehow food-related, you make the almanac. And so we don't really want to talk about Donna Rice in particular, but I kind of would like to talk about rice because there are a lot of different kinds of rices and they're all so very different. I think my favorite one is, um, it's either Arborio, which is what makes risotto, right? Risotto rice is made from Arborio. Risotto rice is made from arborio rice. Yes, this is the point at which Tom just sort of zones out. <laughs> arborio rice is made, Ar- yeah. makes risotto, right? Uh, yeah, it's uh, most of where it comes from is in Italy. Yes. Uh, but it's all over the place. It's, it's the basis for risotto. Yeah. And it has a unique quality to it. Which makes it really creamy, right? When you, if you cook it right, and yeah. there are a lot of people who don't cook it right. Yes, you can. You can make it uh, stiff and almost crunchy, which you uh, der- certainly not want to see. A good risotto, though, is hard to beat. That's uh, for true. And a good there are risotto a lot of is hard to find. Too. I mean, even uh, <laughs> oh, don't tell me about that. But the uh, uh, down in Cajun country. There are all these uh, special rices that uh, have been made for different kinds of dishes. And you know what uh, the, bi- the country from down in the Bayou country, uh, you, you know that they are always looking for uh, some other ideas to play around with, with rice. And some of them uh, have uh, those Indian-style rices that are incorporated into the Cajun rices. They're really interesting. Really? Are this, you talking about wild rice? It has a name. It has a name, and I can't remember what it is. It's uh, something along the lines of. Uh, I kind of uh, like jasmine uh, rice too. It's not jasmine, ja- that's right, is it? J a z m i n n e. Jasmine rice. Jen, uh, yeah, that's it. Comes from the fact that Cajun country is full of rice itself. You know, yeah, they, they've tons and tons of rice. Who doesn't love rice? I mean, rice is great. I yeah, mean, I feel guilty yeah. when I eat rice, but I love rice, mm-hmm. and I I don't often really ever eat white rice anymore because I'm consumed with guilt, which is a pity because I like white rice, and when I see it with um with like red beans, it's it's a natural. I mean, you just have white beans, I mean, white rice with beans. And I eat it because it's served that way. Or if I don't catch them and say that I don't want the rice. But I I miss eating white rice. But I do really love brown rice. 
and I feel better about eating brown rice, and it makes for, I think, a more interesting dish. I remember I first started eating brown rice. I was living at the Grand Canyon, which I did for about a year and a half, and I worked there in the personnel office of the Grand Canyon. Not the, there's the Park Service, and then there's the, the people who staff the park that isn't park service. So like the concessionaires, all the restaurants and bars and curio shops and things like that. So I worked for that company, which started out as a Fred Harvey company. I know you know that name, Tom. I sure do. Yeah, it started out as Fred Harvey. And um, and they had this, my roommate at the time was from California and she, <laughs> you know, it's really, I'm kind of embarrassed really to talk about these epiphanies with food that I've had so late in life. But I mean, what can I say? I grew up, I, I grew up with Vienna sausages, you know, and uh, this girl was my roommate. She was from, we um, know her very well, the Bay Area. Oh, that's a different person. Yeah, she was entirely. from the Bay Area. And she had this, this was back in the 70s. And she had this um, little dish that she made in like a one of those skillets that you plug in, an electric skillet, and she had brown rice in it. And I'd never I'd never had brown rice before. And I mean, I was in my 20s, so this is kind of embarrassing. But uh, that was my first introduction to brown rice, and I've never really gone back. But uh, there's all kinds of really wonderful rice out there, and I just wanted to elaborate a little bit on rice with the Donna Rice thing, because who doesn't love rice? But Tom, getting back to the risotto, um, I don't know that I can actually say a place definitively that I've had a risotto. Oh, wait, no, that's not true. That is not true. A place that really rocks my world with a risotto. Lola in Covington. I've had a risotto there that kind of blew my mind. Well, the, the, the risotto, what I don't like about it is that the, the each individual uh piece is too big and it doesn't it doesn't cook right for me uh and so when you try to cook risotto yourself you're talking about when you try to cook it or, yourself or, or, or other you find, or other people yeah, i mean are, it's not really easy to find it's hard to find a really good risotto yes. a lot of times i'll get a risotto and i'll be very excited about it and then i'll get it and i'll go what and it's not cheap either it's expensive risotto is usually very expensive I like a good mushroom risotto. That's a really a big favorite of mine, a mushroom risotto. All right, Tom, your words to eat by today. Uh, yeah, which guy? It's James Beard. James Beard. Mm-hmm. I had uh, lunch with him once. I know. We were talking about him yesterday. That little lamb stew I had the other night was so wonderful that you could cuddle it in your arms. <laughs> you, know, you know what? I am never going to be able to see the words James Beard again without thinking of him taking a shower on the second floor balcony of his apartment or condo or house um, and being sort of an exhibitionist. I'm, I'm never going to be able to think any other way of him again. So thank you, whoever called yesterday and told me that. Not that it really makes a difference, because I, I've never really been one of those people who revered James Beard for whatever reason anyway. All right, so here's another one of your quotes, Tom. At a dinner party, one should eat 
wisely, but not too well, and talk well, but not too wisely. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that's a James Beard. Re- no, a Somerset no? mom. Mom. Oh well, that's that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's um, that's very true. It's very very true. I like that. I'm going to remember that. All right, I'm going to tell you first. Uh, let me tell you five five six nine six nine six is the number. And uh, I we've been doing this commercial um, on a on a a taped commercial, but I wanted to mention this just. Um, like a live spot because Delivery Nola is a company that um, I was talking to someone just yesterday who is a restaurateur and I noticed that um, they they went with DoorDash for their delivery and I thought well why why is that you know it's probably because I don't know about a local company that's doing it a lot cheaper if you are a restaurateur and you are looking for um, to you know, do delivery, and you would automatically go to something like Uber Eats or DoorDash or um, one of the many others that are out there. Even Waiter, which started out as a local company, and by local I mean kind of sort of local. I think they're located in northern Louisiana. But Delivery Nola is a company that started about a year ago and it's it's not spelled the way you think it is it's d l i v e r y nola.com if you are looking to have food delivered get the app because it's cheaper and if you are looking to send your food out via delivery to your customers Talk to Delivery Nola because it's a lot cheaper than the big guys. And since we are moving definitely <clears throat> into the world of delivery and to go for, I think, is here to stay, uh, that's a good one for you to know. That's Delivery Nola, D L I V E R Y Nola.com. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We are chatting about food and just you know blathering on. That's the word. It's it, that's a true um, definition of what we do here. Sometimes, if you are looking to dazzle your mother for Mother's Day, you don't have to look too far. GW Fins has a great Mother's Day menu. It's a couple of choices that you have. And I want to tell you about another thing that GW Fins is doing because they've done a lot of fun stuff while we've been in lockdown and they have something new also. But first, let me tell you that there's lobster dumplings and barbecue shrimp as an appetizer. For entrees, you can choose the scallopet, the Wagyu beef short ribs, or uh, steamed main lobster, one pound. For dessert, you can choose from the chocolate... Moose Bombay. Tom, is B-O-M-B-E pronounced bomb or Bombay? I've never heard of it. What is it? It's the dessert. It's the ice cream dessert. I think it, I think it's called a bomb, actually, but I'm tempted to say Bombay. Oh, a bomb. Yeah, that's uh, that's French. And uh, it's a bunch okay, of, so of little but very intense little, little pop-em-in-there kind of things. It's a raspberry coulis uh, sauce with that. Ponchatoula yep. strawberry shortcake. They also are very generous with their biscuit mix, which is 
good, good stuff. I eat their biscuits like cookies sometimes. Mm. They're they're a sweet biscuit, and it's really, really good. They're known. It's a signature thing at the restaurant. And so you get one of each of those and either a copy gift-wrapped of their GW Finn's award-winning cookbook, The Deep End of Flavor, or you could choose from one of five bottles of wine, house wines, that is also gift-wrapped as part of this Mother's Day offering. This is for two, $110, plus tax and gratuity, at GW Finn's. Now, they're also doing something really fun. People love the scalibut, which is a signature item there. And they are offering scalibut for you to pick it up. It is a, let's see, you know what, I have to I have to find that. It's a two, you know, two seven-ounce fillets. You know what, I need to find that because it's it's got to be right. It's $36, I believe, and I will check this. Henry, why don't we go ahead and um, and do a Cousins... Uh, salad dressing uh, commercial, and I will find the other piece of paper that I need to do this properly for the GW Fins. 5569696 is the number. You're listening to WGSO 990 AM Food Show. Parish Coffee is a small batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Parish Coffee has a dark roast, medium roast, decaf, coffee and chicory, and a Viennese blend. Plus special fun flavors. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to parishcoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to parish. Downtown Covington doesn't seem like an obvious place to find an English tea room, but the fact that it's been there almost 20 years proves how good it is. Where else will you find scotch eggs for breakfast, high tea in a truly British setting, scones just like you'd find in Britain? If you can't visit them in Covington, see their tea menu online and order specially blended teas. They ship out the next day, but you should visit. Think about a birthday party or a bridal shower there or Mother's Day high tea. Come pick it up and sit on their lovely patio. Introduce a friend to the English Tea Room. Gift cards are $20 off with the purchase of $100 or $10 off with a $50 purchase. The English Tea Room, 734 East Rutland in Covington, 985-898-3988, englishtearoom.com. Ever since the lockdown began, food delivery has risen to a place of high prominence. Our dog wants his treats delivered to him as he stares at us. Even Tom has conceded that gourmet food can still be delicious after it has been delivered to your door. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. Regardless of what happens next, delivery of food is here to stay. Do it with a local company. Do it a lot cheaper than the big guys, Delivery Nola. They deliver everyone who is anyone. Download the app. Go to DeliveryNola.com. That's D-L-I-V-E-R-Y Nola.com. I won't dance. Don't ask me. I won't dance. Don't ask me. I won't dance, madam, with you. 
Okay, let me finish Thank that. You. Let me. That's, that's, that uh, was wonderful, Tom. If I say so myself. <laughs> All right, let me finish this uh, GW Fins commercial about the scallopet fillets, which are prepared. They are prepared for you to cook them at home. You can get two seven-ounce scallopet fillets for thirty-six dollars, and they also have fifteen percent off gift certificates for Mother's Day gifts. That, that, at GW Fins with the purchase of a meal this evening. That, that is G. What Tom? That's that, GW Fins. That uh, that uh, whole package there. That yeah. is pretty amazing. Yeah, it and is. and the fish. Uh, the, you. What was that number? It's Three? the scallops. It's two seven ounce fillets seven for thirty six dollars. Okay. Well, let me tell you. I have never in my life seen uh, one of those scallops come to the table uh, with anything more. Uh, even quite a perfect, bit more. Then yeah, perfect. It's, it's, it's something. Uh, in, but in you have to cook it yourself <clears throat> today. This is yeah, a special for just today. Easy, easy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the number is five eight one three four six seven. That's five eight one three four six seven for GW Fins. You pick up at GW Fins at eight zero eight Bienville Street. And if you want to check this out on their website, it's gwfins.com. Okay. All right. All right. Let's go to the caller. Bill. Bill is hanging over here on the green phone. Bill, you there? Yes, I am. Listen up. Um, you know, I'm listening. I would suggest that everybody eat a lot of superfoods. And what do you recommend? What are the best superfoods to keep the immune system healthy and strong? I know what Sup- they are. I just want to hear superfood. Super super. What? Say that again. Where would he go? I think so too. Oh well, okay. it's the food show on Tom Fitzmorris, and uh, you're you, by the way, and we'd love to have you uh, talk to us about food, restaurants, cooking, wine, uh, the way you like to cook, the way you prefer other people do, or whatever. We'd love to hear from you. Love to hear from you at two. It's five five six five five six six nine six is the number. Well, hey we've there, got Tom. a few more minutes, and uh, mm-hmm. I have I have something else I need to tell you about. Tito's Ceviche and Pisco Bar is a place on Magazine 5015 Magazine Street that is doing Peruvian food, which has been rated one of the top five cuisines in the world. It's an international cuisine with influences of Japanese, Chinese, Spanish, African, and Italian. Peruvian cuisine is a very interesting one. You should check it out for sure. The phone number is 267-7612. If you would like to order for pickup, their special is three courses. You can choose from the regular menu, an appetizer, a main course, and a dessert for $42 for three courses. But don't miss trying their Peruvian wings, which is a special Peruvian spice. And they also have another kind of, of uh, dish that they want to introduce you to. It's pasta, pasta Costa Verde. It's linguine tossed in with mixed seafood. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a bouillabaisse, but pasta in a cream sauce bouillabaisse. So that is uh, something that I think sounds pretty good actually. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We are chatting about food. And that's always what we do, and that's what you've been doing, Tom, for 31 years, huh? Yeah, that's about right. 
Hard yeah. to believe. I want to go back to the, the subject that someone brought up a little while ago about gumbo. Yeah. And whether or not there is such a thing as having too much. This is kind of amounts to sort of a too much of a good thing kind of thing. Uh-huh. If, um, if you love crab meat and shrimp, then in my opinion, it's kind of hard to get too much of it. I like when there's. I don't know. I, I, it's kind of like it's like it's like a chicken gumbo. There is it impossible to get too much andouille or chicken in a bite of chicken gumbo? And the answer is I don't really think so. I think that um, it's. I guess it depends on on all the other things that are there, making it sort of a. A, a blend of spices and the the chicken and the andouille is just sort of extra but I like it because it's something I can I can feel like a soup is a soup and then you you're chewing on something and I I want something to chew on even when I'm doing a soup you know what I have on the on the pot right now no, this, tell us what and is this it? goes back to my this goes back to my uh, throwing things together just to get rid of them. When we are done with the rotisserie chicken, I do um, a bone broth. And I put vegetables in with the bones. And usually it's like a pepper, onions... This is probably the only time I ever eat carrot, which is too bad because I really do like carrots and they're good for you, but I just kind of don't eat them generally. And I like to put bok choy in there. And if there's some kale that someone has purchased but no one ate because no one really eats kale, if you would like to take issue with that, go ahead. Five five six nine six nine six. I'm not a kale fan. I'm not even a kale chip fan. But we do buy kale here with the best of intentions. And then when it's getting to be a little bit old, I will throw that into uh, the pot and let it just sort of cook away with all the other vegetables but this time we had a stir fry we had like a little stir fry thing that we were doing for a while and we used some of the pea shoots is what they were it, Tom what's the difference in a pea shoot and pea pods are those the same thing well a shoot is something that has popped out of its little uh, surrounding uh, area, and it usually happens oh, fairly so it's like quickly. A seed. Is it a seed? It is a seed. Okay, okay. And then, but it happens pretty okay. quickly. Uh, then the other one, I, I can't. Uh, what? What? Did, the pea pods. Pea pods. That's. You, I never really liked pea pods. Pea very pods. Much. Uh, as a matter of fact, I would very much like the pea pods on the on. Uh, well, it's, for, it's good in Asian just, stir fry. No, I'm thinking about it as uh, just peas and uh, and. Chicken, for all yeah. I know. Really? But yeah, uh, but it's. It, well, you can get those at Zia. <laughs> they have those pea pods that they do. Uh, yeah. 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 And I've never really liked and them because I don't really eat that. Oh, well. Yeah. Anyway, so I found some 
in the refrigerator when I cleaned it out, and they were kind of old but not like rotten. So I thought, okay, well I put those in the in the bone broth today too. So in the bone broth on the stove today, I have uh, peppers, onions, celery. I have some garlic, parsley. I have uh, no kale this time, no bok choy this time, but carrots. And um, that's kind of like my little health drink. Some people take a bunch of vegetables and they put them in a blender and then they drink a green drink and um, that's their that's their health thing. But I've, I've gotten to the point where maybe not really eat anything and just drink that bone broth and be okay. I know you're excited about that, Tom, because I know how you love things like that. Just, <laughs> Tom's making this face what? like, he's making this face like, are you kidding? You know, we used to have the old show. I used to often think how much I would love to have. <laughs> I used to often think how much I would love to have um, a a uh, webcam because we had a um, we had a board operator on the last show that would um, do a lot of reactions to the things that we did that were frankly way funnier than anything we ever did. But we never did get the webcam up, and I have I've often thought it was fun to have it. But um, Tom makes a lot of fun faces himself, and, <laughs> and I'm thinking I'm really kind of glad today that we don't have a webcam up. Would you because, like one? No, you, I have one you, right you over get, here. You want to get a webcam up? That would be uh, that would definitely be something to do. Anyway, it is Mother's Day this weekend, folks, so I hope that you have um, some wonderful plans. There are lots of fun things to do this weekend. Go to nomenu.com, where we have, we've been keeping track of everything that's going on since the situation started. We have, um, we are working really hard to give you what is out there every chance that we can. So nomenu.com, that's N-O-M-E-N-U.com. You can find out what's happening, who's got outdoor seating, uh, at least a partial list, and who's doing Mother's Day and all that. I'm integrating across all platforms. Check out Emmy the Story Lady on Spotify also. You're listening to WGSO 990. It's 4 o'clock, New Orleans. This is Michael Savage. Join me in the Savage Nation right here on 990 AM WGSO in New Orleans. Give me 15 minutes and I'll give you the real America. Case. He was an innocent man. He was targeted by the Obama administration. And he was targeted in order to try and take down a president. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says if there's going to be any more stimulus packages approved, they will need to include a liability shield or it won't happen. Well, I want to make very clear to them that if there is another rescue package, it must include and will include liability protections related narrowly to the coronavirus pandemic. The Kentucky Republican says more than 700 businesses and universities and others have been sued because of the pandemic. McConnell says the fear of lawsuits will keep many businesses from reopening. You're listening to USA Radio News. 
It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining, and bloating again and again. No way. Maybe it's occasional constipation. Maybe it's not. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. 